A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Segrin Designs, makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh, hand-burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, go Big Red, and uh, let's start the podcast. to throw down toward the goal line going up ball tipped in the yes, touchdown Gordon Westerkamp Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest oh baby far side back to throw is Martinez not being chased throws it out a flat Burkhead makes a catch sets a tackle 25-20 Rex Burkhead touchdown Nebraska Welcome back to the Church of the Corn podcast. We are uh, excited to be here. Uh, we are recording on Mother's Day. So hopefully all the uh, mothers and moms that are listening to this fantastic podcast had a great day. Um, before we get to our guests, let's check in. Uh, Zach, how are you doing today? Doing fabulous to be joined by you boys tonight. How are you doing, Fitz? I'm, I'm doing well. Got a couple Got a couple things down. The uh, The rain this morning put a damper on um, the dad life and what I wanted to get done outside, but this isn't about me. So uh, we'll all move on quickly and minimize the, uh, the attempt of a dad joke. So uh, Drake, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised you found a way to make mother's day about your father duties um, and how disappointed you are. Uh, That was good. That was good. It was, it was going to be for, I was, I was going to go out and I was actually going to work the ground. I was going to till the garden. I was going to do that stuff so that it still comes back to me because then she was going to plant the garden. So anyway, um, we'll just edit this out. It's, uh, not really what's what it's about, but it's no. all about uh, Fitz day. <laughs> That's where the joke comes in with, with mother's day, but we'll let it, we'll let it's it go. father awareness day. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, let's get to the reason we have, uh, come back to the church of the corn and welcome our guest, um, safe to say wide receiver from the university of Nebraska corn huskers, the one only welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I appreciate you guys having me on and, uh, I can't wait to get this thing rolling, but first off, I just want to say happy mother's day to everybody. Hope everybody had a great, great Sunday, but, uh, I'm ready to get rolling. That's what I meant to say. So I'm just going to tag tag him on that one. So thank you for saving my butt on that one. Um, all right. So I, I mentioned it. Are is it safe to say? Are you fully now in the wide receiver room? Uh, kind of seems like that's what we're getting from the media and, and everything else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of had that full transition probably a year and a half or so ago, um, and it's been definitely the best for me. Uh, it's been a great transition, but. You know, I can still get back there and, you know, take some running back reps, do what I got to do. But, um, you know, that wide receiver is definitely my main focus. Now, was that a transition that kind of came from, I guess, I don't know if if players do this, 
Uh, do you guys go to coaches with some of those if you see an opportunity or was that brought to you? Um, you know, there are some players that can approach coaches for like, you know, other opportunities and stuff, but I mean, it was actually coach held that on um, the old, the old running back coach that had brought that on to me and was like, you know, I think this is a better fit for you. And, you know, I was on board with it. And, uh, you know, I started rolling in that room with Lubick and everybody and they, uh, they got around me quickly and, um, it was a good match. What's the difference between working with a guy like Matt Lubick and working with a guy like Mickey Joseph? I mean, obviously there's some stylistic differences, but what are some of the big differences you've noticed? Um, I think definitely off the jump, Mickey is more of a, you know, in your face kind of guy on the field. Um, we're going to get it right no matter what. Uh, Coach Lubick was more of a, you know, on the practice field, it's all right. If it, if, you know, if you mess up or something, you know, we can watch the film and, you know, look back over it like in the meeting room and stuff. But, um, you know, it's kind of two different uh, styles of coaching that it's hard to kind of compare them. But, um, you know, it's been kind of cool to see two different styles of coaches like that. Are you is that is that where you kind of fall into? Do you like do you like to be pushed on the field? Do you like to to say, hey, you know what, here's what here's what you need to do. Do this rep again. Let's let's get it right for the because it's going to be better for you. Yeah, I think, yeah, for me personally, I like it better when, you know, when the coaches are out there with you working on the things and, you know, you're getting it right. And then as you're on the field, everybody else, you know, in the room can also listen and learn from, you know, from your rep or somebody else's rep that is going and you can learn from them as well. Um, personally, in my opinion, I think that's the best method of coaching. Now, with this position change, um, kind of how you view yourself has to change a little bit too, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, if you had to pick a player when you came in and arrived at Lincoln to model yourself after, who would that have been? And then who is it now, now that you've moved to the receiver room? Um, I Definitely when I came in, it was Wyatt Missouri. He kind of took me under his wing, and um, I learned a lot of great things from him, um, like, you know, how to put on weight and stuff like that, uh, working in the weight room and stuff for the that running back position because you got to learn different things and have different techniques and stuff. But um, after that position change, um, I think the receiver that I was kind of with was Wandale. He kind of brought me along too when I when I got in that room, and he helped me a lot. And um, he was real mature when he first got in. Um, he knew everything. He knew the playbook, and um, you know he was like I said, he was real mature, and um, it was it was real nice of him. Yeah, it seems like moving to the receiver room, you can kind of use a little bit more of your full skill set if you will you've got great hands you're not the tallest guy in the world but you're nice you're nice and quick and you've got long distance speed too um with that being said do you feel like not only playing offense but do you feel like you're going to make a big uh splash on special teams this year say punt returns kick returns different things like that yeah um i would think so i think the special teams room is kind of a, a good opportunity for you know people like myself to get on the field and you know, prove what they can do and stuff. But, um, you know, I mean, it, if it's on special teams, if it's on offense, you know, if it's on the bench cheering on the teammates, man, it's whatever it is. If we got to win, we got to win. So being being a, a walk-on, which is <clears throat> kind of sacred ground for the state of Nebraska, we, we uh, you know, are, are proud of that, that um, idea to that tradition. What – drove you to say you know what when when coach frost said hey we want you to be this preferred walk on what what did you have to think about it very hard did you have some other opportunities that you were going back and forth between and and then kind of wrapping it up then what really what is that drive for you to say you know what is it just hey i'm a university of nebraska cornhusker now or is there more to it for you i mean i guess that initial part of me i was i was deciding whether between wayne state which is a couple hours north or whatever, or Lincoln, you know. Um, but the only reason I was wanted to go to Wayne State because um, it was for free, you know, it was a full ride. You know, at that point, I was like, you know, I could get my college paid for. And I was like, I don't know whether if I want to go down there and it doesn't work out and, you know, I miss out on a bunch of opportunities and stuff. But um, I decided to actually early enroll when Coach Frost came in. So I came in with Adrian and Greg Bell, Deontay Williams and those guys. And the main reason I did that was because, you know, I thought to myself, I said, hey, you know, every, like the playbook's going to come out when I get there. Everyone else is going to have the playbook the exact same time. So I said, you know, if I do this, I'll have a better jump on everybody coming in and I'll be able to learn this ahead of people. And definitely was the best choice I made because the playbook just gets easier and easier to learn. And um, when those new guys came in, I was, I was essentially almost the veteran for those, run, those young running back guys. That's, that's cool. And th- so that playbook – and I'm kind of thinking back, 
you know, Nebraska historically is a state for football, a lot of running option. We can, you know, you go back through that. Do you feel, you know, through Millard West and when you played the other schools, Lincoln, Omaha, Metro schools, has high school football really come to where college football is with a little bit more of the spread with more passing attacks, stuff like that. And, and we, you know, we see the recruits, we know that Nebraska has done so much more. Um, were you more comfortable coming into Nebraska with your experience or was it, was it still quite a change? Um, you know, it was, it was kind of a change because at Millard West, I'd be, I was playing running back and we were running a triple option. We were running power. We were, we were pulling, we were pinning stuff like that. And, you know, when we came, when I came here, I was, it was a spread offense. And I think the high schools nowadays are definitely adapting to those spread offenses because, you know, those kids from Bellevue West, like Xavier Betts, um, Ducker, um, the quarterback guy, I can't remember his name, number 12. He was amazing. Um, but that spread offense, they ran it to perfection. I think, you know, those other high schools uh, were catching on. They're like, wow, this has, this might be the only way to win now. But um that transition to Lincoln, it was it wasn't too bad for me because I I was already a kid that could kind of play in space and um, with the running backs, the running backs had more room in the holes because it was a zone read now instead of you know blocking assignments and stuff like that. But you know it was good. What's the biggest change for you now from a playbook standpoint? Do you feel like in terms of like what what should we expect to see differently scheme wise? Um, I I think definitely this the passing game is going to be upgraded for sure. I think we got a lot of new concepts with Whipple coming in. Uh, Mickey, you know, Whipple has coached Peyton Manning. He's been in the NFL. He's worked with Andy Reid. Um, you know, he's got a lot of things going for him, and he's had a, plenty of years of experience, and he's bringing a lot of good schemes, and I think definitely the pass game will uh, be something to watch for. You brought up Mickey, and, and this was this was a big story that came out. What is it? What does it feel like to be called by such an accomplished coach, one of the best football players on the team? Like you're the kind of guy that you can really put anywhere. What it, what, how does that make you feel as a football player to hear that from a guy like that? I mean, obviously it, it feels good to hear that, you know, getting that um, like self nourishment or whatever you want to call it from, you know, someone like Mickey, you know, with coach Jamar Chase Jefferson, you know, a bunch of guys that have gone to the league and guys that are total studs, but you know, it's kind of it's kind of nice, um, you know, to get get some of that from a coach that you know really appreciates you know the work you're putting in and you know how much you can really do for a football team. But um, yeah, it was it was huge. Yeah, I think I think that's what a lot of good teams need is is, is a bunch of guys that do just a little bit of everything really good, and then you've got your few players that do great to really put you over the top. I think that those guys that do everything really good are your glue guys, and that's really that's that's what you need to kind of get that team and that culture in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. You, uh, you mentioned, it sounds like you've got a pretty good grasp on um, what coach Whipple has been able to do. Uh, you go back to quite a few years when he was at, uh, at UMass and he had a player, Andy Isabella, who, whose metrics, who's uh, I think tail of the tape kind of fit really into you. And he's, he's mentioned, you know, and, and, and Isabella has mentioned too, that Whipple did a really good job of scheming the game to get the ball into his playmakers. Does that, does that kind of give you uh, some excitement, some ideas like, Hey, I'm not just going to be out there running routes, running routes. I feel like I've got a legitimate shot that yep. he can use. He's, he's had somebody like you with your skill set, your quickness, your, your, your speed, your shiftiness, like you said, playing in space. Is that something that you're looking forward to? And have you been, do you watch, do you go back then and watch somebody like Andy Isabella on tape or does Whipple use that as an example for you? Um not necessarily Isabella, but he's used, you know, other people like Tyreek Hill um, and some other guys in the league. But um, like you said, those uh, those routes in space and stuff are perfect for us. And I think uh, with his experience and stuff, I think, you know, the sky's the limit for us because when he came in, he said, we're when we watch the film, it's not just us, you know, being like, OK, this is a good route. It's OK. We want to get our best player on their not best player. And, you know, want to we want to torch them as much as we can until they adjust. Is it, is it still a, and not, not, I don't know if you can speak on this, if it's trade secrets type of stuff, does it, does all of that blend? Cause we know Scott Frost, we had the, with coach Frost, we had the, you know, the zoom and we had the, the tempo and stuff like that. <laughs> is that something that's going to be blended in there too? Or is it, you know, I, I don't know if that's something. It, again. Yeah, I, guess, I guess not to get too in depth. I mean, we, we do work huddle and no huddle. We work 
two minute, you know, we work everything. So I think, I, I think it's safe to assume that we will be seeing both in, during the season. Brody. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to ask this question. I want to word it right because I don't want it to come out wrong, but you see, you know, leading up to the Wisconsin game, kind of all those staff changes coming. And that leaves a lot of uncertainty for not everybody on the team, right? Especially on the offensive side of the ball. When that happened, was there any sort of reevaluation of your spot and maybe trying to hit the portal or were you locked in no matter what? Um, I think for me, I think it was more of a, it was kind of like I was already kind of bought in and, you know, I wasn't really trying to go prove myself somewhere else, you know, where I already had the foot, my foot in the door here. Um, but you know, when that, when that opportunity arose and, you know, the coaches kind of, you know, went off and, um, that opportunity came up, you know, I, I just had to do what I had to do and, you know, prove that I could play with them. And, um, I think I did that. Do you think that also sticking that out for not just you, but everybody who did stick it out, um, for some of those guys, maybe on the bottom of the depth chart, they saw it as a new opportunity to new fresh set of eyes. Yeah, for sure. I think with some guys, you know, it's, you know, it, if you get off on the wrong foot with the coach, you know, it could like torment your whole relationship with them for that, you know, however long they're together. But when a new guy comes in, it's really those young guys or those people who really never had a chance to kind of put their foot in the door and really uh, have their eye on them so they can uh, get some more playing time. You know, we brought up the Wisconsin game and we brought up Adrian a little bit earlier, you know, with him being in the same recruiting class as you did. There's yeah. the video of Adrian and you walking off at the end of the game. Was there any indication, and obviously you don't have to release anything that y'all talked about during that, but was there any indication that that was going to be his last game as a Husker or, you know, anything like that with him just kind of walking off the field with injuries and all that kind of good stuff? I mean – we never really, we didn't necessarily know at, in that moment that it would be his last game, but we had, we had known that, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be a hundred percent. So we had just kind of soaked it all in, you know, knowing that, you know, maybe this could be the last one, like hopefully, you know, it all goes well, but you know, at least we got to ride it out together. Well, cause you've, you've mentioned in, in previous interviews that um, Adrian Pickering, those guys, you, you kind of consider them your, your best friends and, that's got to be, you know, obviously people move on. Um, it's a little bit now, um, ma- the magnitude of it's a little bit greater with the transfer portal and, and stuff like that. How do you, is that something then where you just use that as an experience and you understand that or, and then you can take the lead as, you know, helping the new guys come in. Um, what does that, what does that do for you as a, as a player? Is it just kind of business as usual? Yeah. I mean, the transfer portal is kind of a, it's a touchy subject because, you know, like when guys leave, you know, like a guy, like when Adrian left, it's not like uh, we just cut each other off and, you know, we have any ties. We still, we still talk regularly on the phone twice a week, three times a week, make sure everyone's doing okay. But uh, like when other guys leave in the portal, you know, for me, it's kind of like, okay, if they're not, if they want to leave, then obviously that means, you know, maybe they're not all the way bought in here. And for me, and if they're not all the way bought in, you know, I don't necessarily, I want to give them, like all my attention, you know, I want them to be great as well, but you know, if they're not going to put in the effort, then I mean, we don't want it. Well, you had a, you had a teammate and I, I, you guys can all help me with this. uh, When uh, you had a a lineman, a defensive lineman hit the portal and some uh, reporter must've asked him and it was on Twitter and he, you know, copied or, you know, re quote tweeted him. And pretty much he said, you know what, next man up it's, you know, he's gone. It's, it's our time. And I think, you know, you've got to have that attitude. You're working for a spot. Coach Joseph has said, you know, it's not necessarily just working to get on the field right now. It's working to have a spot. And you said you like you like to be pushed. You want to be pushed. And if, if you don't have that attitude, you know, it's you're not going to get anywhere. And I think that's starting to show. And like you said, the guys that are sticking around, the guys that are here, that's all that matters. You can't dwell on, on whatever anybody else is doing. So um, I, I think with, with your mindset and sounds like with the rest of the team, it, it's, it's got to be a positive situation. Yep. I agree. Brody, you talked about how, you know, like a year and a half ago, you kind of made that move into the wide receiver room. And there was a guy by the name of Wandale there who kind of took care of you, why it took care of you before that. Mm-hmm. Who, who's one of the guys that you're taking under your wing right now? Um, there's a couple guys, um, uh, Alex Bullock, um, he's a kid from Creighton prep. Um, he's really athletic, pretty tall. 
runs really good routes. And, you know, I told him, I was like, for a guy like us, you know, the dudes that are walking on, you got to know X, you got to know Y, you got to know Z, you got to know R, you got to know the concepts, you got to know the reads. Because if you understand the concepts, that means you can essentially play every position. So uh, that like for him, I'm telling him, you know, concepts are by far the most important thing other than the route that you have. And um, it's cool to kind of see him grow over the past year, year and a half or so now. But, um, you know, I like for me, it's it's a, it's a pride thing to uh, to kind of bring those guys up, you know, because we all we all go through the same thing. Who are some of the players that this upcoming year you expect to really kind of break out from their from their shells? You know, someone that maybe maybe two or three of them that we really haven't heard from or we have heard from, but just haven't really gotten that splash. Who are a few guys you think this year are really going to bust out in the new systems? Oh man, obviously you're one of them, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Just speak in third person, uh, Brody Belt, and. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you could. I guess you could throw me in there, but uh, <laughs> um, but one guy. I guess he's not a guy that's you know been here a while, but uh, Trey Palmer. Um, just from when he's been here, man, he's super quick. You know, he runs some really good routes, and it seems like him and Casey already have a, a good connection. And you know, I'm really excited to see what he does for us because I think we've needed a guy like him for the past couple of years. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm really excited to see how he does, but. Um, for on the offensive line, I think Trent Hickson is due up to have a really good season. Um, you know, he's got, I think he's going to fill that void in the center spot, uh, that Cam Jurgens left, which is a, a pretty, a pretty damn big hole. But, um, I think he's been working his ass off and, uh, Rayola's getting the, getting the lineman, getting the lineman right. And you know, I'm excited to see what those boys do up front. How do you, and how do you handle, you talk, you know, you talked about individual players, but you've got a quarterback room that over the spring there, there could have been six guys throwing balls to you and the, and the rest of the receivers. How do you adjust whether it's day to day? I mean, the timing, the, is that something where eventually whomever that, that number one is and the number two where they're, they're getting more reps. Is it a little bit, is it pretty quick to get that timing down or is it something where you feel like, gosh, we're going to need the whole summer yeah. Um, it's um, yeah. During the spring, it was, it was definitely tough because, you know, like you said, we had five or six arms thrown to us a day and, you know, everyone throws a different ball and everyone has a different drop and stuff like that. But, um, you know, over the, over the course of the spring, when it kind of, when the Dutch are kind, I mean, the top three guys kind of came up and the timing gets a little better over the spring, but when spring ball is over, you know, we kind of have that dead period where we're not really throwing and we're not really doing much. Um, so it, it probably will take the whole summer to kind of get that timing to where it needs to be. So then that way, when the season starts, we're not buying for that timing. We're rather working on it and, you know, we're not having any drops and everything looks clean. Well, I mean, every, we get, we get a seed from the fans, the, all the videos that come out from Husker uh, football video and creative media and stuff like that. I, yeah. I don't know, maybe these guys correct me. I, I didn't see a drop all spring uh, on those videos. <laughs> so, I mean, everything's gotta be, I mean, are we talking national championship? And it, it's not like I, I think they show every single throw and catch. That's you guys are phenomenal right now. You got to be pretty yeah. proud of yourselves. Yeah, over the course of the spring, somehow we were 100 percent on catches. I don't know how, but <laughs> pretty crazy. <laughs> some right. national, some national media member is going to take that and say Brody Belt said they never dropped to. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> if someone from the national media gets this, then, hey, I'm going to juice it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're right nothing don't dies yeah there for you sure. go <laughs> i don't care what kind of controversy it stirs up hey any publicity is good publicity hey i like this guy I damn like this right guy yes <laughs> all right brody two-part question do you know how long the flight is to ireland um i think i mean i'm gonna say at least 13 14 okay yeah. You're on the flight to Ireland. What do you have downloaded to watch on your iPad? <laughs> um, what are you binging for 14 hours? You know, I, I'll go. Out, I'll go out and say it. I'm a I'm a big anime guy, so I'm I'm gonna download my anime shows and I'm gonna have to grind them out because that's <laughs> it seems to be the only thing we got to do other than sleep, I guess. <laughs> what's the What's the show? What's your What's your go to? What's your top? My favorite anime is Attack on Titan. I suggest that you guys all watch it. It's a hell of a show. It's a little mind twister. It's incredible. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I have any idea what you're talking about. 
I mean, hey, it's not for it's not for everybody, but hey, if someone get hey, a little taste, it opens some doors. So does All that right. does that passion for anime does that throw you or connect to the uh, video game world for you? Then is there is that I mean, similarity? I, I guess so. Yeah, um, I'm not really a big video game guy anymore. I used to be, I guess, when you know video games were in their prime. But I think as you get older, I think you realize that video games, you know, aren't necessarily like you know worth your time anymore. But I mean, it's everyone has their own opinions. But Zach yeah, is you pers- just, Zach yeah, is personally offended right now. Zach and I play Warzone <laughs> together. That hurts. Okay, no, no, no. I'm a, I'll play Warzone and stuff. You know, I'll play Fortnite, uh, 2K. You know, those kind of games. But you know, I don't I don't dive deep into the gaming world. I Damn, Fitz, you had to guilt him into admitting he still played <laughs> video games. No I've, I've gotten it. The last video game I played, literally, I, I plugged in my old Atari. So I'm not, I know enough to get by, but I, I got I got absolutely nothing. That's so sad. I, I was going to guess Atari, too. I Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I did. I did. Okay. I did hook up the connect this today for the kids to to play on and they bowl and they do that stuff, but that's, that's about it. I mean, it's, we just, I don't know We're it's kind of like what Brody said before we got started, you know, you're out doing stuff and in sports and things like that and where they are now compared to where they were, it, it just couldn't keep your attention. I right. mean, the depth, literally the depth, the 3d, the storylines, the ability, I mean, my God, the ability to save a game and start up, start where you finished is, is huge. So um, but anyway, enough about enough about us. <laughs> so no mind, so no Minecraft or Fortnite for you. Is that still cool? I, I have no. I, have no I mean, idea. yeah, no, they're definitely cool. I'll I'll play them. I'll definitely play them. But you know, I'm not, I'm not a big guy. Big into it. So, now, do you totally different you, than my college experience? <laughs> <laughs> are your uh, how do your I don't need well I'll ask then who they are and how do they feel your roommates about anime. Um, well, I, okay, my, my my one roommate that's on the football team, or was, I guess, was Tate Wildeman. I still live with him. And then I got two of my buddies that live live there from my high school. Shout out to Noah and B. Hill. Um, but, you know, those three guys are not big anime guys. <laughs> so I'm on the train by myself, but... Um, it's you know, a niche market. It, it is It is a niche market. You got to find you gotta find your squad for that. But um, I, I will say, I will say Adrian's the one that put me on. Oh, breaking news, breaking yeah. news. Headline. So are you, are you saying, can you, so I, I, I maybe didn't go? hear that. I didn't hear that. What'd you say? Adrian Martinez is what he's really into. Ad- what can you repeat that? Anime. <laughs> this is not going to go well on his podcast. Let it be known. You can roast me. Uh, Brody, what's your t- Building off of what you watch now, I don't know how this question is going to go. What are your top five sports movies? I don't know of any any anime sports movies. I do know there's an anime basketball show though. There, yeah, there is, but I haven't, I haven't watched it. It's called Space Jam. Think, no, <laughs> that's animated. Animation. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not the smartest guy, so I thought it was the same thing. My bad. But uh, I think I think my favorite sports movie is uh, Glory Road. Um, the Vassal movie about Texas Western. Uh, two would probably be Friday Night Lights, and then Blind My Side. Man, Blind Side. Man, that's uh, probably Benchwarmers Four. Okay. Oh, hey, we have we have Rob Schneider. You knew this was going here, Zach. Zach tweeted out the other day, and he got his beard cut, and he uh, he threw up a picture of pe- people wanting to know if he looked like Rob Schneider. And as soon as you said bench warmers, do you see it, Brody? Do you see Rob Schneider right there in in Zach? Little uh, Rob Schneider, isn't it? I'm gonna be honest. I I'm not seeing a lot of Rob in him. You you got to go fifty uh, first dates, Rob Schneider, with the goofy <laughs> eye, long hair, and the terrible beard. Fifty uh, first dates is a quality movie, though. I love that. Movie. Uh, that's a great movie, and unfortunately, I look a little bit more like Rob Schneider from that movie than Jason Momoa, like I thought. So I guess my uh, evaluation <laughs> skills are not great. Look like Rob Schneider in uh, Big Daddy when he's the delivery guy. <laughs> eep, eep up. I am so eep mad that you just brought that up. Uh, I am deeply offended so, right now. So Brody, are you? Uh, did you get into, or do you have you seen the Friday Night Lights uh, the series, or is that? 
Uh, I actually haven't watched the TV show, but I have. I know a lot of buddies that have seen it, and they they seem to like it more than the actual movie. So I guess I might have to watch it. I know I want. I know Zach's answer, but have you? Did you get a chance or any interest in reading the the book Friday Night Lights or just the? I'm the same way. I I know the book, but I've only the movie for I, me. Yeah, no, I haven't read the book. Yeah. What is, it, what, is that audio? a shot that I can't read? <laughs> yeah. No, I listened to the audio. Uh, that's funny. Uh, I, so I, I, a, just, gonna... just constant attacks on the guy, the guy, the delivery guy over here. They can't read, huh? It, the truth got truth has to come out sometimes, Zach. <laughs> Calm down, Uber Eats. Touche. I did. I did. I went to the outlet mall today, and I was grabbing a pretzel. Random store that has absolutely nothing to do with anything. This is a dude with a toothpick, and he looks over at me, and I'm like, "Fuck!" He's gonna say something. He goes, "Hey, you know who you look like? Nope." Macho Man Randy Savage, and then went down the uh, rabbit hole of telling me about how he used to watch wrestling as a kid. He was 65. <laughs> why Why do people need the field to inject that into regular conversation? I don't know, but that's how apparently how regular conversations start with me is, hey, you know who you look like? You look like the Macho Man Randy Savage. But Shout don't out. sit here and act like you don't fucking love it because you play up to that as every opportunity you get shout out to I'm slim jim on the sponsorship fucking happen fits well i just was waiting to see like i'd pull out my phone like yeah honey i'll be right there yeah i'll, I'll be down at the gap in a minute you just gotta just walk away um i was gonna speaking of the kind of following up to what uh and i'm gonna use what drake has said before um in the weight room which is just like a, a church in and of itself down there in in, in north stadium do you guys, is it just speakers on or do you have your AirPods in? And if so, I'll, I'm going to frame this correctly. You're about to max out on the bench. What's uh, what's playing in your ears? I don't know. I mean, okay, well, first off, I'll say it's we don't get to wear AirPods. You know, it's only the speakers and it's it's whatever Duval wants to listen to. So a lot of, yeah. lot of Metallica. Yeah. So <laughs> we get a lot of heavy metal. We get Metallica. We get the whole nine yards. But I, I will say, over the past four or five years, I think if I'm on if I'm on maxed out on bench, I think I want Metallica in my ear. That's just it's just it's just ear memory now at this point. When I hear it, it's almost like I'm under the squat bar or I'm about to bench heavy. Brody, I see a baseball bat hanging behind you. Is that what? What's the significance of that bat? Security. This bat. <laughs> It's just a, a bat that I actually got um, at a Rockies game one time. Uh, and, you know, I just hang it up. I think it looks cool. Okay. So <laughs> let's say – no, no, that's good. That's good. I, I'm putting you in a baseball frame of mind here. Okay. Yeah. Not benching. Walk-up song when you're go- coming up to the plate. What's your song? Mm. I'm going to say – I don't know. Probably center field because um, I, I played center field in high school and – you know, to put me in coach, I think everyone kind of everyone when you're walking up, you want everybody to be singing with you, getting hyped for you to get see at bat. And I think it's perfect. Yeah, I got a question. We kind of brought this up a little bit earlier. What's what's the life of a walk on like, uh, you know, when you're when you're, you know, a scholarship player, or a walk on player? I'm not sure if there's much difference, but kind of what's the what's the life like for one? I mean, yeah, well, for, yeah, I mean, well, first off, you know, you're you, everything's coming out of pocket, which you know, obviously it sucks, but, um, I think it's, it's really, it's, there's not really that big of a disparity, I guess, but you know, when, when walk on life is you got to pay, you got to pay for dinner, um, but you get free lunch and breakfast. So, you know, if you, it's either you can eat at home or you can eat at the training table, but you just got to pay for it. But, but, um, like football wise, I, I think there's a little disparity between, you know, um, obviously there's like, not favorites I guess but you know more attention is going to be pushed on to kids that you know they're paying for school obviously so the biggest thing for those walk-ons is you know to know what know the plays know the concepts because you, you you can't just get by by you know doing the bare minimum you have to be able to go above and beyond and to be able to you know have those coaches put their eye on you and to realize wow okay you you want a guy that will be out there working everybody else to make the scholarship players better because you know if they see a guy you know a walk on guy you know getting more reps and stuff that it should light a fire under some other kids you know to be like you know I don't want to be outworked by someone like that I guess 
if you want to put it like that. But, um, you know, the walk on life is, it's definitely hard. It's definitely not for everybody because, you know, you're thinking every day, you're like, man, I don't even know if I want to be here. Like, is this even worth it? But I guess you could really say that about, about anything, but, um, you know, that, that life, it can, it can be definitely be brutal, but I think, you know, sticking through it and finishing is definitely an accomplishment in and of itself. But, um, you know, getting on the field is just another step towards that. And I think, I think it's, it's definitely worth it. So with, with the COVID year and everything, where are you at with your eligibility? So I'm, I'm in year five. So technically I would have a sixth year next year if I would, if I do want to return, but, um, I guess we'll see how the season goes. Okay. So you're still leaving that open though. That door's there. If if things go maybe the way that you hope they will. And very, very cool. What uh, what are you studying? Uh, well, I actually got my undergrad last semester in criminal justice and I'm, I'm not doing a master's or anything. I'm in non-degree seeking graduate classes. So, you know, I was in yoga, (laughs) cooking track. Uh, Uh Hope the NCAA is not listening. Family finance. <laughs> hey, I had nine credits, so it's all good. It's all good. So, what do you? Uh, what are your kind of for you as you kind of look into the future? You you know you're you're leaving that door open for next year, depending on that sixth year, depending on on how things go for you personally and and with the yeah. team. What what's kind of your future look like? Is is it is it is it coaching? Is it um, you know training? What do you what are you thinking? I mean, coaching definitely isn't like out of the window but it's not necessarily what I'm striving for it's more of a thing if it kind of arises itself because I I feel like I'm more I'm knowledgeable about the game about football and about other sports you know that I could be able to coach but um, ultimately I I want to work at the FBI and be a criminal investigator Um, I think that's kind of a job that I've looked at and you know I think it's really interesting and stuff and you know we take classes for that and stuff and I kind of like that stuff but um you know, like I said, I'm not coaching definitely isn't out the window, but you know, if it, if a good opportunity arises and I think it's the best for me, then I'll take it. That's, that's really cool. So what, what do you think? And I don't, there's probably not a definitive answer for this, but as far as you a successful season, personally, what are you, what are you looking for? That's going to say, you know what? I, I like where I'm at. I'm in good standing. I'm contributing, you know, yeah, I can, let's, let's run this back. What does that look like for you? You know, like, like you said, I don't know if I can necessarily, you know, define and imprint what I want, what I want to happen, but, you know, like contributing, being on the field, you know, helping the team win, doing whatever it takes. Um, but I guess it kind of, de- it depends on how, how I perform and how I think I feel, because, you know, if I want to come back for a sixth year, obviously, you know, it, it might be because, you know, I want to go to the NFL draft or I want to go to the USFL or something like that. But, um, you know, like you said, I can't, I can't really put that in print. <clears throat> well, that's the, that's the nice thing though, is that there are, there are more options available now. And I mean, it's, you know, everyone, you know, all of you have the dream. You want to get to the NFL, but like yeah. you said, you've got the USFL or, and then you've got, I think is XFL coming back or is it back already? I don't know I, if that's, I'm not, I heard the rock. I thought, yeah. The, yeah. I don't, yeah. It should be on the comeback, but I don't know. We'll see. So, you know, and, and so there's just, there's so many options now or, you know, stuff like that. So it, I guess that really comes down to the drive that you, you still have, you've been going at this for a long time and, yeah. you know, getting beat up and have you, you know, you've been, sounds like injury free, knock on, knock on wood um, that, that, there you go. Keep, keep that going. So that'll yeah, be cool. That'll be cool to watch. Just kind of see for your, you, you know, your story and kind of where that, where that goes and where that leads. I, I got a question about, um, well, maybe it's, I'll do this as a two-parter. Out of every game you've played in in college, what's been the biggest game you've played in this thus far? Or, you know, kind of for you, what's the kind of the biggest game or biggest moment? And then what's the game you're most looking forward to playing this upcoming year? Um, I guess the biggest game I played in was probably probably Wisconsin. Just the like the atmosphere, the pressure at night, you know, coaches – are all over the place, you know, we're kind of scrambling around and, you know, it was definitely, it was definitely a great experience. And I'm, I'm glad it happened because um, it was a hell of a game and um, it was, I, I just had a great, a great time. Out there, but. there definitely wasn't a pass interference at the one yard line or anything like that. Yeah, definitely not. I hope uh, Big Ten's not listening. That's fine. I hope Kevin Warren's listening. I'll give him a piece of my mind and here I go. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't want to get I don't want to get banned from everything by speaking my mind for once. Right. So you've got you've got your Wisconsin game as a as a collegiate athlete. What's the what's the memory from high school that sticks out to you from a personal uh, standpoint for a play or a, a moment? Uh, um, there was my senior year. We were undefeated, and we were going down to Lincoln High to play against uh, Zion Perry um, John, when John Goodwin was on that team and uh, the quarterback. He was the kid that went to Texas State. I can't remember his name, but they were, uh, I'm pretty sure they were undefeated as well. And, you know, we were going down there, we were the number one team in the state and, you know, everyone was like, Oh, Billard West is going to lose. Like, you know, they don't know what's coming stuff like that. But, you know, we came out and, you know, we played really well. And I think it was nice that we kind of, um, shut down those comments and turn the haters away, you know, and, and they realized, you know, that we were there to play. What was your, I know, you know, what was your stat line? <laughs> Man, I, I I, I rushed for about about 150. I think I had 100 receiving yards, a couple tugs. Uh, it was a, it was a good performance, good game. It was it was a great night. I'd say it's a damn I knew fine that, performance. I knew that was part of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, knew it was coming. So where 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 do you see this team heading into the fall? You know, you you obviously you've seen, you know, you grew up in Nebraska you know, passion for the program. So, you know, more than maybe some of the, the new transfers, you know, the history of it, you know, you know, where, where it's been, you know, at its, at its peak in the nineties, you know, where it's been over the last 20, 22 years. And then last year, just, you know, the, the struggle that it was every game, you know, looks so good. And then it just kind of the rug gets pulled out from under you. What are you, what are you thinking this season's going to bring for the team, uh, for for Husker fans, um, I think the fans should definitely be excited. You know, I feel like they're always drinking the Kool Aid every single off season, and everyone's getting drunk on it and stuff. But um, I think I think the the team is definitely definitely on the come up. And you know, I think our biggest thing is finishing games because you know we've had, like you said, plenty of opportunities where we are in positions to win, and it at in those points it feels like it feels like we're not playing to win. It feels like we're playing to not lose. And I think our mindset definitely has to flip to be, you know, we got to not put our foot off the gas and, you know, we got always keep pushing on them because a game can literally turn around in a matter of seconds. So I think um, the biggest thing for us is definitely going to be, you know, if we have the lead, let's, we're not trying to surrender it. You know, we're trying to add on to it. Just that, that attack mode and yep. a little bit of, it sounds like there's a, enough guys in that building that are just pissed off with, yep. with the status of things and, and they're trying to, trying to change that. And that's, that's commendable. Brody, I got one more for you. And then we'll, I, I think we'll let you get out of here. Uh, what is your favorite Nebraska football memory prior to being a player? Okay. I, I think, I think I got to go with Alex Henry, 57 yarder against Colorado at night. I mean, nothing really beats that. And believe it or not, I was born in Denver, Colorado. My parents grew up CU fans, or I take that back. My dad grew up a CU fan, and then my mom married my dad, <clears throat> and then they both became CU fans. And I had told them when I was a kid, I was like, you know, if I play for Nebraska, I'm like, I got to, I got, you guys have to be Oscar fans. So like, nah, like, we're not switching, like, we're CU, ride or die or whatever. So my, my dad happened to be at that game, and <laughs> they kicked the field goal on him, and oh, he was so pissed, but. You know, it's a it's a good memory, and I think um, Alex Henry is going to live in intimacy for that moment. That 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 is one of the sounds. I know people. You know, this goes on social media all the time. You know, Miami 2014, um, the you know the 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 stunts to crouch against Oklahoma, stuff like that. But yeah. that sound, that sound, when that kick was going through the radio call. Um, just the crowd itself. I mean, I can, you know, I remember where I was just that emote. I mean, it still gives you, it gives you chills, but you know, now your, your personal connection to it with your dad, that's, that's really, really cool. Yeah. We need more of those moments, don't we? Oh yeah. We need, we need need more moments of 90,000 strong yelling rather than groaning. There you, there you go. I'm personally hoping for a, uh, a big go ahead Brody belt touchdown this year. I mean, obviously, I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping for a lot of it, but uh, 
Maybe on a nice little quick slant. Some. I'm all, I'm also a big hoping for a lot more slants. So. Oh yeah, we're we're definitely incorporating a lot of quick games. So, you ready? Yeah, I got one last question. Then we could probably let you let you head out for the evening. Just a quick one. Have you noticed just kind of culture in the building shifting with with the new additions, whether that be coaches, uh, players? Have you just noticed a little bit of a culture shift? Yeah, definitely. I think when those new offensive coaches came in, they kind of brought a different style. Like I said, a different style of coaching. I think the guys are really buying into that side. And, you know, the defensive side has the same coaches. So they're they're pretty much already buying in over there. And, you know, I think I think we're really, uh, really, really getting ready to turn this thing around. And I'm, I'm excited. Well, you uh, I'm going to kind of bring this full circle here. I'm looking at the poster over your right shoulder. You talked about your anime before. Um, who's the, uh, who's the player that when you see him just walking on campus, you see him walking into the stadium is the, uh, Clark Kent. And then you get out on the field and it's like, good God, who is this guy? He's, he's faster than I thought he can jump higher. He hits like a, you know, is there, are there a couple guys that surprised you when you started uh, playing? Like, dude, how, how are you here? What are you doing? You know, it, it, the, the lab is over there type of thing. Man, I, I mean, there, there's one guy. Um, it's it's not because I thought he was unathletic. It was just, um, but Oliver Martin, the the kid is he's super nonchalant. Like he's one of my best friends, and you know he's always super lax days ago. Like, you know, but like when he's on the football field, dude turns into a different animal. You know, he's running by people. He's his routes are insane. He's getting off press like it's nothing. And you're like, and then when you talk to him after the football field, he's like, yo, like we going to eat lunch somewhere like let's go get food or something. And he just turns into a normal bro. And, and when he gets on the field, he's turns into a complete menace. And, you know, we, we need more out of him that this year. And I'm excited to see him play. As, if he stays, if he stays healthy, you, you know, you put him on there with you, you, you've yeah. mentioned it before. You got Trey Palmer, you've got Alante Brown, you've got, there's a lot of young guys that yeah. are just waiting for their opportunity to go. Um, and it, uh, it sounds, it sounds like you guys are in the right spot down there. Yeah. Is it crazy to classify Oliver Martin as a young guy just because he's had so little time on the field, but he's been in college almost as long as I have. Yeah. I mean, we, he's definitely not the young guy in our room. <laughs> he's in, he's in year six. So he's a year older than me, but um, he's been in, he's been in the system three years now. So he's, he's more like a veteran teaching those young guys, the routes and stuff. So. But, uh, yeah, we're, the receiving room is, is definitely molding into a, a tight-knit group, and uh, we're looking to turn some heads this year. You, uh, I'll, I'll, end on, I'll end on this one with uh, Drake or Zach. You guys got any more, like you said. For the fourth time, we'll, we'll let you get on your, on your way here. Um, <laughs> I love it. Do you have, a, do you have a, a, a preference in terms of a, a favorite? Is it kick return, kickoff return, punt return, or is it – I mean, I know there's a little bit of there's obviously a different skill set in both of them and what's kind of going on around you. Um, is do you, is there something you'd you'd prefer to do? Um, I think I I would much rather prefer kick returns, just because you know <clears throat> you're not chin up in the air, guys running four or five forties down and ready to blow your head off because kick returns you got some time to catch and see people and find a hole. But but um, yeah, I, I would definitely say kick returnings more fun in my opinion but um i both is fine with me if uh if you guys on special teams are we gonna are, are we looking forward to what we're gonna see there on, on kick return yeah. a little bit is it gonna be you you mentioned it before it's you know you just got to attack you know stepping on the throat is that is that the mindset right now is just get that ball and get what you can exactly you, you know you like you never like they always say you never take you never go broke taking a profit so you know if it's if it's on the 19 if it's on the 25 it's on the 22 I mean, whatever it is, as long as it's positive yards, we'll take it. Brody, I got one last question. This one's kind of a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're uh, there's like a there's a, a group in this fan base that just wants to be done with alternate jerseys. Where where do the where do the players land on that? Do you guys like them? Does it matter? Do you want more of them? <laughs> I mean, as a player personally, to me, it's it's kind of like whatever, but I do think the alternates are really cool. And I do think they should keep the alternates going, but I also think they should bring back the stripes on the pants. I think for the Oklahoma game, I think the stripes looked really good. 
Um, but but like I said, it's not like I'm not going to put it on because there's no stripes on. I'm still going to go play. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I do think alternates are cool. But I don't know why people would want to not wear alternates. I mean, I I think the alternate jerseys are cool. But I mean, I guess if you talk to some old heads, they'd be like, no, nah, you got to stick to the scarlet and cream or whatever you say. But um, but yeah, I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of alternates. So with the with the the wardrobe conversation, are you connected with NIL right now? Do you have any merch going? Um, anything like that? Uh, I just do deals. I, I didn't really do anything with the merch or anything. Not like that. So I, I, I spent some time today. The guys are going to laugh at me um, knowing that we were going to talk to you and my creative juices were trying to flow. So you can you can take this if you want it and see what uh, ABM can do for you. But I just I envisioned and, and Zach, you're going to appreciate this because you're a UC, you're a UFC guy is the the idea that it's a championship belt the silhouette hanging over oh. like on a t-shirt and it's got yeah. your n- number 32 on it. It's got B and B, you know, stuff like that and whatever. I mean, come on now. That's, am I two for two here, Zach? Yeah, no, Fitz, you knocked that one out of the fucking park. <laughs> got to get this I, guy just, like a catchphrase. <laughs> I just, I just, the, the, obviously it's not real hard to figure out where I came up with that, but it's just kind of that, you know, just that idea of holding that belt. You know, being the champ, you know, yeah, you know swinging it. Yeah, just, I don't know. There you go. You can yeah. run yeah. with it. I'll keep it in the back of the mind. Something pops up. Who's the, who's, the, who's the cat on the team that's been doing some of the logos for some of the guys? Who I can't think um, who that. Um, his name is Zach Winemaster. Okay, yes, yes. He's actually, actually going to be my roommate here in a couple of weeks. I'm moving in. Okay. Um, but, yeah, he's really good at that stuff. Like that's kind of his gig. Everybody likes coming to him, so it's his thing. He likes it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I can't wait to I can't wait to see what he comes up with on my with my idea. Amateur though, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll give you royalties on it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right. Well, I think uh, Zach, anything else from you, my man? Nope. I got nothing else, Brody. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. It was an awesome conversation with you. Um if you'd like to come back, we'd all we'd love to have you back on at a later date. Um we can just kind of put heads together and figure out. But thanks again, man. It was it was a great time talking with you tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having right. me on. Thanks, Brody. Good luck with everything. Thank you, guys. Y'all take Thanks, care. Thanks, Brody. Take care, Brody. Recording. Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid-filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red.